Our first speaker tonight is Jen Sterling. Uh, Jen is married to Tom. They've got two boys and they've been part of St. Nick's from the very beginning uh, when they recently moved to Bristol. We're so excited. Jen is um, a project manager for an insurance company and she balances all that with family life. And it's great, Jen, to have you with us today being our first speaker. So over to you, Jen. Well, thank you so much, Toby. So I want to tell you a little bit of what I've learned about God during the past few months of the pandemic. Uh, my husband, Tom, and I both work full-time in financial services. So at first, when the nurseries were closed, we were trying to balance working at home full-time with looking after our two boys, who are four and two. It was so full-on and chaotic and messy. I actually got some pictures just to give some insight into that. But we also had a lot of fun spending time together as a family. When Toby asked me to share a bit about my experience, there was one verse that came to my mind really quickly, and that's from Romans 8, verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I am not a morning person at all. And one of the cruel realizations for me in having children is that most small children love an early start. It's not uncommon for our boys to wake up at five something, which for me is completely unacceptable unless you're going to an airport. And the combination of the two means I often start my days frazzled and tired and grumpy. And one of the ways I've experienced God's love during the pandemic is by starting my day with worship or prayer. Anytime I feel too overwhelmed or scared to start the day, the best thing I can do is to put the St. Nick's playlist on on Spotify and just to reset my uh, focus to God and get strength for the day. Another major highlight of lockdown for me has been being able to join the Tuesday morning prayer call. I previously couldn't do that because of my commute, but it is totally amazing. I usually have to dial in with the screen off and on mute in the corner of the room while I'm sorting out the boys getting them ready for nursery. But that doesn't matter. It's just so great to be a part of it. I have watched enough episodes of This Is Us during this lockdown to know that I am not too busy to spare half an hour a week to dial into the prayer call, and I just always leave so full of joy. I also so often feel God's love through people showing love in practical ways. A year and a half ago, we were having a really sad time as a family following the death of Tom's brother. And in the days and weeks that followed, people kept arriving at our doorstep with homemade meals or offers of help. It was just truly amazing. We felt there was so much love ushered into our home with each of those, so much, we felt so much of God's love with each of those homemade meals or offers of help. And it really was truly amazing. We felt so heartbroken, but so sure of God's love for us. It's been the same during the pandemic. There've been really tough points during lockdown where somebody from this congregation would arrive with hot cross buns or homemade pizza or activities for our children. And not only has that built up so much faith in us, but it's also been the most incredible witness to people around us who've noticed it and remarked on how wonderful it was. 
I would really urge you, if you feel prompted to send somebody a message or to offer them some help or to make them a lasagna, then to act on it, because you could be demonstrating God's love in ways you just can't imagine. The groups in St Nick's are the most amazing way to demonstrate love to each other. I have been so encouraged. It has been such a lifeline during lockdown to have people to look at pastures passages of scripture with or to have people at the end of a whatsapp who are prepared to pray into situations also practically in the in the groups that i've been involved in people have shared vegetables that they've grown in their allotment they've looked after each other's children and um, they've helped each other move house they've prayed for the sick it's just the most encouraging and uplifting thing if you want to get to know people in saint nick's and to deepen your faith my experience is that, start, that joining a group is the great place to start. This pandemic has caused so much pain and loss and frustration that will not separate us from the love of God. Nikki Gumbel posted a quote from Smith Wigglesworth earlier in the week and it read, great faith is a product of great fights, great testimonies are the outcome of great tests, great triumphs can only come out of great trials. And that's my prayer for us all, that out of this huge test, we will have the most remarkable testimonies of God's love for us. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that nothing can separate us from your love. And I pray that that truth would be a real reality for us this week, Lord, and that in turn, we would be able to demonstrate your love to others. Amen. Oh man. Thank you, Jen. So good. That was so Jen. encouraging. Thank amazing. You. Thank you. That was so encouraging. That was so good. Oh, amazing. Um, so now our second speaker is Will. Uh, Will is married to Angie and they got married in lockdown. Um, he's been a part of St. Nick's for a year or two. Um, so over to you, Will. Hi, thanks, Anna. Yeah, so I joined uh, Lockdown Show a year ago to come and join my then-girlfriend Angie and their wife, who works at the Children's Hospital. So um, I proposed just as lockdown started. Uh, once I made up my mind, nothing was going to stop me. <laughs> so it was a, a tricky start to engagement, um, not being able to see each other uh, or celebrate as we hoped. Um, but we got married at the end of September. And uh, after uh, all the problems uh, of having to move our wedding forward by six days with five days notice, uh, it still ended up being everything we could have hoped for. And if it wasn't for the latest restrictions, we would right now be sat on a beach for our honeymoon. But sadly, that's been cancelled as well. So, yeah, all of this exhaustion, uh, all of this and, and the exhaustion for Angie, she's been working on the intensive care wards at the hospital has uh, meant for some extra challenges to the start of our married life. But one bit of scripture that has stuck with me over the last year has been Daniel 6, verse 10. You'll probably know of Daniel's foray with the lions, but this verse and the bit just before explains how Daniel was appointed one of three administrators in the whole of King Darius's kingdom. So he's a bit like one of our cabinet members uh, in our government, uh, which means he's very busy. And essentially, a group of people are really jealous of him and want to get rid of him. So they go to the king uh, and get him to put out a decree that anyone who prays will be killed. So verse 10 reads, Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went up home to his upstairs room, where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. 
Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. As you might have guessed, he kept on praying, and that's why he ends up with the lions. Uh, we haven't got time now, but I'd recommend reading the whole of the book. It's, it's actually quite short and it's surprisingly exciting. Um, there's so much to this one verse, but the first bit came to mind uh, every time we heard the news of another lockdown, another blow to our wedding plans. It would get so frustrating and so upsetting. Uh, we'd start to make phone calls, uh, making new plans, running around, all trying to fix it, sort things out ourselves. Uh, a joy of now being married is that we can remind each other to stop, stop Googling, uh, looking for resolutions, and just to pray and ask God, uh, tell God all, all of our problems, uh, all the things that are worrying us, and just ask him to fix it. Um, looking back at the verse, Daniel had developed a pattern of prayer that carried him through the greatest of challenges, even death, although this time, uh, although God saved him from it in the end. But it foreshadows Jesus who, as we read in the Gospels, had a daily pattern of prayer as well. Uh, and we see the result of this, uh, of Jesus' first response in the Garden of Gethsemane, is to pray, and again on the cross he prayed. Uh, and it's because of the cross that we, are free, that we can freely communicate with God. It's the last sentence of the verse in Daniel that I have been particularly inspired by. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. I wish I could say I was this diligent, um, but uh, between some time reading the Bible each morning and, and the odd bit of time praying, I'm, I'm doing my best. But I found there really is something in getting on your knees and praying and the consistency of doing this uh, as time goes by and not just in the, when times are bad, rather than finding the next thing to binge watch uh, and ignoring the stuff that's really uh, that's at the back of my mind, really bothering me. Going to my room and getting on my knees and praying for a bit was the time I was really able to gain perspective and process disappointment and really find that peace of mind that I've only found comes from spending time with God. As amazing as I find spending time with God, I'm, I'm still trying to learn a rhythm of prayer and how best to pray. But I, I thought I'd share uh, what I try and do in my prayer time as you might find it helpful. So I'm some way off Daniel's regularity, but I try to set aside some time uh, in an evening or on a Sunday. I get away from the normal distractions and, and perhaps uh, write down the things that are on my mind or the open tabs, as my wife calls it, so that I don't get distracted. Um, then I elaborate on the Lord's Prayer. I, I tell God how great he is. I say sorry for some specific things and ask him for some specific things. Night, I share what's bothering me or the things I care, other people uh, that I care about. And now I stop, stop thinking about things and just listen out for that small, still whisper that can be God speaking. Everyone works differently. And as I say, uh, this, uh, this approach uh, suits me, but I thought I would, uh, it might be a helpful example. Spending this whole time in prayer and also the, as Jen was saying, the, the uh, next Tuesday morning uh, Zoom prayer meeting. Uh, it's been a real support during lockdown. Working from home, it's been a real highlight to uh, to join in praying for things outside of my little world during lockdown. So while we may not uh, be facing any lines like Daniel did, I found setting some time aside to uh, to pray has been such a support and keeps my mind on God rather than just focusing on the challenges around me. So should we pray? 
Father God, I thank you that we can speak to you, that you listen and you answer, that you love us and you're just waiting to spend time with us. Father, I ask that you would keep teaching us uh, and may we come to know you more. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Fantastic. Such a simple thought about prayer. That's so good. So our final Preach It speaker today is Ellie. And Ellie is, uh, she recently graduated as a midwife. So she is a midwife here in Bristol. And uh, it's great that she's going to be speaking to us finally today. So over to you, Ellie. Thank you, Toby. Yeah, like Toby said, I've just qualified as a midwife um, and I've been at St. Nick's for two years. Um, so last year was always going to be a bit of a big year for me as I was entering into my final year of my training and life after university was looming. Um, but if someone had told me at the beginning of, of the year that I was going to have to deal with everything that happened, I think I probably would have laughed and said, no, I'd never be able to cope with all of that. Um, so in the middle of lockdown one, I came back to Bristol and I began working full time in the hospital alongside my final assignments and my dissertation. And that continued until I finished my training. So the prospect of going back into the hospital during a pandemic with the added responsibility of being a final year student was really scary. And I wasn't quite sure what to expect or how I was going to deal with everything. And then as I was nearing um, the end of my training, we lost our friend Matt. Um, and this was and still is devastating for our church and our student community and for everybody who knew and loved Matt. Um, and it was a loss like I'd never experienced before. So as we were grieving and in the weeks that I finished my final hours of my training, I then ended up having to go into hospital for a week and I had emergency surgery. Everything's fine now. Um, but this just felt like another huge blow that just kept coming. And it was one of the scariest things that I'd experienced and for me and for my family as well. And again, something that I, I'd never been in hospital before. I'd never had to, to be on the receiving end of the care that I usually provide. Um, and facing it alone with no visitors and, and just being on my own was really difficult. Um, and in the days following my operation, I was just physically and emotionally exhausted. Everything that had happened in the last year was just catching up with me. I was completely overwhelmed. I, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't stop crying. Um, and I just wasn't sure where to turn. So one night as I was struggling to sleep, I turned to God and I just asked him for peace and for healing to stop these thoughts that were just running through my head. And he spoke these verses to me um, sort of over and over. Um, Philippians 4 verses 12 and 13 say, I know what it is to be need in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And I'm writing this verse, Paul was in the midst of hardship, he was in prison. Yet despite this, he was able to confidently declare that through his relationship with God, he was able to endure anything. And he learned that true contentment and strength comes through dependence and relationship with God. And through our relationship with Jesus, we can have this same confidence that whatever difficulties we're going through, God's walking alongside us, he's loving us, and he will always give us the strength we need to endure and overcome everything. And as we're in the midst of lockdown 3.0, and I'm sure for most people, definitely for me, the hardest lockdown, um, we can take comfort in this verse 
And the promise that despite the anxieties, the greyness of January, the fatigue of living the same day over and over again, we can trust that we have a father who walks through our difficulties with us. He cries with us when we feel defeated and he lifts us up out of our pain and our struggle. And we can learn to be truly content by trusting that we don't need to rely on our own strength, but instead we need to dig deep into our relationship with Jesus and he gives us the strength that we need. So initially looking back on everything that happened last year, I was amazed that I'd managed to finish my degree and coped, and coped with everything. And then I realised that it wasn't because of me that I had. It wasn't my strength that had got me through. It was Jesus's unconditional love and strength. And he's carried me through everything. And so when I'm beginning to feel overwhelmed or <laughs> tired of everything or grief starts to hit me again, I try and return to this verse and I read through Paul's story and remind myself of how Jesus lifted him up out of his struggles, how he lifted me up when I was really down. And um, I try to pray and thank him for the strength and love that he will always give us. And I just encourage us all to remind ourselves of this when we're facing a tough day when lockdown is just, they just keep coming and you are just really struggling with knowing where to turn and feeling hopeless that we know we have the hope that Jesus will carry us through it, that all we need to do is trust and build our relationship with Jesus and he will be the one that will bring us to the end of, of our struggles. Let's pray. So Father, I just thank you so much that despite anything we're feeling, whether we are overwhelmed, whether we're in despair, whether we're grieving, that you are always there, Lord. You will always lift us up. You will always be alongside us and you will carry us through whatever difficulties we're facing. And as we're in the midst of this lockdown and people are really struggling, Lord, we just know that we can trust in our relationship with you and we can trust in your unconditional love to bring us out of our darkness and carry us through into your light. Amen.